Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Well, 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 welcome back, Jack. It has been three weeks. I cannot believe that it's been that long since we did our last podcast. I apologize, guys. Um, I'm the kind of person that no matter what, if I got to stay up all night, um, I basically can uh, get stuff done. And I have not done that. I've literally dropped the ball so bad on this podcast still. I just let other things be more important, uh, hmm, such as family, hunting, <laughs> the list goes on, collabs in Kansas. Yeah, so I don't apologize for that, but I do like when I say I want to put a podcast out every week. That's what I like to do. So I apologize for it being like that. Three weeks of nothing. But anyways, I'm glad that you guys want it back. I've been getting a lot of emails and some messages on YouTube saying, hey, are you going to put another podcast out? Are you going to make me drive all the way to work just listening to my tires spinning on the road or what? So anyways, we're back and uh, I'm alone. Lone Ranger today, not because anybody said they can't make it. Um, I just knew I have to get one out. And I'm going to let you guys know what's going on. Um, let me real quick just go over some of the hunts of the last three weeks. Uh, the last we did update was, believe it or not, prep for opening day. I can't believe that's, like I said, that's how long it's been since we put a podcast out. But uh, anyways, we've been having actually some really good hunts. Opening day was good. It wasn't as good as anticipated, but we knew it was a possibility of having a slower hunt. The good the good thing, the cool thing was it was mallards, and so got a little bit of a mallard fix there for opening day. I don't even know if I could have got on the refuge anyways. Didn't draw a resi, and uh, you're always taking a big chance uh, when it comes to lottery, so you never know. But anyways... Um, we've had some really good hunts. We've had a few slow ones, but I haven't been, I don't believe I've been skunked yet in this California season, if I'm thinking correctly. Rocky has made some incredible retrieves. If you guys like watching duck dogs, uh, Rocky is doing really good this year. His nose has really progressed. 
And um, I have heard that. I wondered last year because I just don't feel like his nose was incredible. But I do know at the end of season is when his nose started really coming in. He found that band of Mallory shot that I basically gave up on. And that was when he really used his nose to find that one. And that was like end of December. So this year has been even three times better than it was last year's as far as his nose goes. And he has found multiple birds in those thick, thick tulies. He found one for Nathaniel. I couldn't believe it. it was incredible. He was literally, so you guys got to know, he's a 92-pound dog. He was 97 pounds. The vet, I asked the vet, I go, do you think he's overweight? And he's like, no. And then I kept asking him like two more times. And he said, well, he probably could lose a few pounds. It probably wouldn't hurt him. And I said, well, you know, it has been the off season. So he's been doing nothing but laying around, sweating his rear end off in the garage, you know, and eating. So he said, well, just see how it goes. So anyways, I really didn't cut his food back or anything, to be honest with you. I just started feeding him earlier in the day because I only feed him once a day, two cups. If he hunts, three cups. And I went back to the to the vet to get that second lepto shot about a month later. And uh, they said we weighed him and he was actually 92. So he actually lost five pounds and he looks really trim right now. And uh, so I'm thinking he's pretty good. And plus all the hunting he's going to be doing, he's just going to be a lean fighting machine. So I'm not worried about it too much. Like I said, he's, he's really in good shape for uh, being a bigger dog. He's just so barrel chested and big. But um, yeah. He was throwing himself in the toolies. I mean, throw, like, to even he couldn't even walk through. He was like lunging into it and laying him flat, and then craw- like digging in. And he comes out with a big old Drake Gadwall that my friend's uh, son shot that I took on that one hunt. If you guys seen that, we switched refuges. We shot a few. There was a lot of birds there on the first one. Oh, what was the name of that video called? Uh, let me find it for you guys. If if because I do know that there was a lot of people that were listening to this that didn't even watch YouTube, so. They actually uh, pulled over. Uh, it pulled over from guys from the podcast over to the channel. So I thought that was pretty cool. Some good carryover, and I got some more things to say about social media here pretty soon. But let me let me give you that video if you want to go watch it. The believe it or not, the title of that video was "North Winds Blew the Ducks In." I was published. I posted it about six days ago. And we shot two limbs in about two hours. It was really awesome hunt. Really strong north winds that day, 15, 20 miles an hour. You know how it always is with ducks. If you don't know, I promise you, if you can see north winds and cold air, get out to the duck pond. Any of you guys that are new hunters, I'm telling you, that is the time. You see south winds, no matter how heavy they're blowing, I am not a fan of that. I just, honestly, I almost stay home at that point because it's just like never really. I've had a few good hunts with south winds, but for the most part, it just it just whacks the birds out. And oh, by the way, I got a real kick out of someone that listened to this podcast. Actually, let me say that to the end. I actually, believe it or not, I actually have a list of order that I'm going to keep this in. But we had that hunt. I said about the North Winds blew the ducks in. I've done some cooking videos. And uh, if you guys want to see some recipes, I am cooking this whole season out of the Duck, Duck, Goose cookbook. You guys got to check it out. Hank Shaw is the one that wrote it. He's an incredible chef. He actually lives not far from here. He's not a native of California, but he lives in Sacramento right now. And we're going to try to hook up with them. We're going to try to do some cooking and some hunting together. I really hope that lines out. He wants to hunt here down the grasslands. So if we get a resi, if, that's a big if, we get a resi, we're going to take him out and he's going to come back to the house. And we're going to cook up a scrumdiddlyumptious 
mill with him, someone that really knows what they're doing. But believe it or not, someone like me that doesn't really know what they're doing, I cooked up that pan seared duck. It was mallard breast. Oh, my goodness. Guys, you've got to start cooking your birds with the skin on. Okay, now when I say birds, I don't mean anything. I don't mean divers. I don't mean buffalo heads, and which obviously they're divers, but I don't mean those kind of ducks. Specifically, Pentel. Actually, it was a really close race. You can ask Thomas when she was here for this. But we did, in Kansas, we did, so let me step back. We did a mallard with the skin on here. It was incredible. Me and the girls ate it. It's on a video we did on the YouTube channel, Mid-Valley Mercenaries, if you want to check it out. Title of that video is Pan-Seared Duck and Veggies. And then um, in Kansas, and I'll talk about that here in a second. We just got back from Kansas doing a big collab we've been talking about for a long time. If you guys watch the channel, you know there's six of us channels involved in that. It was myself, Mid-Valley Mercenaries, me and Thomas, Mid-Valley Mercenaries. It was uh, Outdoor Limits with Josh, uh, Elliot with Freelance Duck Hunting, Jordan with Duck and Chronicles, Matt with High Prairie Sportsman, and Thomas with, with Virginia Outdoors Unlimited. Getting pretty good at that. We said that enough over the weekend. We all got really good at spitting it out real quick. But anyways... Uh, who shot a pin? Oh, um, ble- oops. Well, let me keep that on the down low. That's on a video to come. I won't give that away yet. You'll see that video next week. But someone shot a pin tell. And I skinned it out. Well, I didn't skin it out. I breasted out with the skin on. Holy mackerel, guys. There was so much fat under the skin of that bird. And we cooked that up. Josh from Outdoor Limits cooked it up over the open fire. I wish I would have got a video of that. Cooked it to medium. Holy moly. It was so good. I really think it was a to- close tie between um, that Mallard and that Pintel. And Hank Shaw swears by Pintel. He said, man, if anything you want to cook with skin on or even whole, it's got to be Pintel. So he goes, it's one of the best birds there are to eat, and I agree. We also have done canvas back and stuff like that. So don't want to keep rambling about that. I'm just talking to you guys about the hunts that we've been on. Uh, let's see. What else did we do? I Rocky found some... He's really made a lot of incredible blind retrieves, and we got him on video. Also, I did a hunt. It's called an Unexpected Successful Public Land Hunt. It was with my two little girls, Vivian and Violet, and uh, that was a great hunt. You guys got to watch a hunt. Getting the youth out in the blind, and I just had fun and a blast with them, painting their faces up and shooting some birds. Rocky finding some birds. It was just all around like one of the most satisfying hunts I go on. It's a blast with friends and my brother and Travis and Talon, all these guys and all the other people I hunt with. But just doing that one, it was just, it was just so fun. Like it was priceless. I know that video is going to be worth a million dollars to me or priceless basically with my girls. So if you want to see something cool, see the little kids out there and their excitement holding the birds, it was pretty fun. So anyways, that's it for the most of the hunting. Um, weather, weather has been really weird here in California. Um, I know it's been like that pretty much across the United States up to the Midwest. I don't really know about back East, but, uh, man, it's been awesome. And I've never had incredible hunts like I have at this time of year. End of October winds were just blowing. It was nuts. Um, crazy. I was so stoked and I thought, you know what? Ah, the North winds aren't going to do no good. And this time of year, it's too early. And oh my goodness, man, it brought the birds in. I mean, it really brought the birds in. I could not believe it. 
incredible. Me and Nathaniel went out and just whacked him. Good, Bert. Lots of gadol. Um, seen mallards, several pintel. So green wings, a lot of green wings here too. And see, that's not, I mean, we always can shoot green wings. But to get a lot of mass green wings, that usually means the migration started. And it, I mean, my goodness, guys, we're only in the first week of November. So I don't know if that's going to mess the later season up or, you know, what's going on. So anyways, weather's been nuts. No rain, nothing wet, just cold and windy. And that's exactly how I like it. So Kansas. Kansas was awesome. I uh, I would say the only negatives of that trip was not having enough time to hang out more and just really get to know each other even more. It was just like boom, 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 knocked it out, hunt, hunt, hunt all day. Uh, it just didn't have much time to just shoot the breeze with the guys. And uh, But I tell you what, I'm going to let you guys know right now, all these guys are passionate about duck hunting. I'm just letting you know right now. Um, just as much as I am, I feel like I'm like the most passionate, hardcore duck hunter on the face of the planet, which probably a lot of you feel the same way. And that's good. I don't think anyone's bigger or better or better than the next guy. But, you know, you just know how sold out and dedicated you are. Well, um, these guys are legit, man. I'm telling you, they are exactly how they are on their um, videos and their channels. I mean, that they're hardcore. They don't mess around. They're serious. They do the work. They grind. They put themselves in precarious positions to get on the birds. And I, I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, we just get out there to hunt. And we, if we're freezing cold, we're going to be out there. You know, that's just, it was awesome. It really was. Can't say enough about it. Um, the third day, I really didn't get to hunt with anybody. I hunted with um, Fumbles, which is Carl from Freelance Duck Hunting. I also hunted with Aiden, which is a legit, super cool guy. I really like Aiden a lot. I could hunt with that guy all the time. He was really cool, and uh, he has a channel, Cherry Creek Outdoors, on YouTube. He puts out really, I think, some great content. And also, um, oh, Duck Gun Dad or Eric um, Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles Dad. Super nice guy. I mean, you just can't beat these guys. Um, every one of them. Every single hunt was fun. We had a blast. Thomas had a blast. We all did. Really fun. Can't wait to share the rest of the content with you guys. So I, I'll probably forget something I want to say about that trip, but all I know is it was really fun, and we're looking forward to doing something bigger and better next year. You guys stay tuned for the Flyways Collective. I'm telling you, it's going to be something big. All right, uh, another thing, another update. This is almost like an update podcast. Um, new apparel. We got new apparel and apparel that you can wear in the duck blind, okay? Um, the stuff we've had before is legit. We sold all of it out. We don't have a single thread of any of this stuff we had before besides a couple left of the Heather Gray T-shirts and long sleeves, but the hoodies, gone. The thing is about those hoodies, you can't wear them in the duck blind. They're not the right colors. They're more just to hang out or go to dinner or whatever you want in. And I really love the design logo on that. This one is like a tan color that you could wear in the marsh. It's got a pintail landing in the marsh on the back. And then it's got our logo in the front and then Mid-Valley Mercenaries down the sleeves with the brown writing. It's really nice, guys. If you want to check it out and go look it up, midvalleym.com, Mid Valley M, M as in Mike.com. Go check it out. I think you guys will like it. All right. We got a future trip coming up. Future. That means next week we are going out of state again. Can you believe that? You guys probably think we never work, and you're probably right. We work once in a while. But 
We are going out of state. Kind of keep it on the DL right now. But I really think you are going to like these videos. There is going, I, I don't know. I mean, we could be creating anywhere from eight, nine videos all the way to 15, 16 just from this one trip. It's going to be legit. I literally, I this trip is the one I've been thinking about ever since last year. We talked about doing this. The awesome thing is Talon's going, Travis is going, Titus is going, and Thomas is going. The original Duckman, the guys that, uh, well, Thomas has been around about five years, but uh, I'm just giving him some hard time. But I've been hunting with Travis, like I said, since I was 15. I'm 35 right now. Talon's been out in the blind since he's about five years old. He's 18. So even though he's a young buck, he's been out there a long time. We've got some funny stories about that, too. I would love to, but I want to embarrass Talon too bad. Uh, Josh Webster can vouch for that. There's just some funny stories with these young guys in the blind. And now I hunt with them as, as buddies. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be four of us and we're ready. I mean, we are ready. We're wanting to pack now. It's, it's, it's game time. So anyways, that'll be coming up next week and we'll be doing some podcasts while we're on the road too. So stay tuned for that guys. I promise we won't let that gap happen like this again. I promise you take my word for it. I won't let that happen again. Even if I just have to get on and read you a excerpt offline for five minutes just to give you something. Okay. All right. Uh, future guests. I did want to let you know some future guests that will be coming on the podcast. I don't like usually do this kind of like letting it be a surprise, but I thought, you know what? I'll just kind of let you guys know what we got planned. I mean, there's a lot more than this, but, uh, Josh from outdoor limits can be coming on the podcast. Also, Shane Smith, he's a world-class, world-renowned taxidermist, bad to the bone, incredible work, and nicest guy in the world. He's going to help give tips, tricks for taxidermy and for keeping that bird prepped uh, after you shoot your trophy bird, plus all kinds of other things, guys. I mean, the guy is a major hardcore duck hunter, and also, we're probably going to be planning to go with him to hunt in, uh, oh, my mind just went blank. Oh man, it's right there in it's South America. Do a big time duck hunt. It's uh, with him. It's gonna be incredible. It's not cheap, but um, I've been wanting to do it for a long, long time. I'd really like, to, I'd really like to get Travis there too. Um, man, why I cannot believe that is leaving my mind. Mm. Obregon, Obregon. That's where we're gonna be going. So um, I, he is booking fast. I don't know if we'll be able to book. It might be two years. But really looking forward to that, and he can. We're going to talk about that and the hunting there. And you might, if you're listening, you might want to buy one yourself. I'm telling you, you should see the pictures. These birds are fully plumed. It's after the season's over. It's during all February, January. Well, really, December, January, February, and the first week of March. So you can only imagine how plumed the birds are. So if you want that that uh, stud spoonie, there you go. All right. Hey, if you guys don't mind writing us, uh, give us an, a rating and a review, please. Tell us what you think, your thoughts uh, about this podcast. And it helps us kind of, it shows up on other podcasts if you guys really rate this and review this. That's why we ask so much for it. So we appreciate that. Also, I wanted to pull up, okay, a while back, me and Travis had a passion for duck hunting. And I wanted to read what some of you guys said. Now, you're going to have to forgive me because I am going to have to pull this up. This is back in the archives a little bit. I'm not going to be able to get to everybody's just to get just get to a couple guys. And maybe I'll speed read it, but at least get you guys out there. All right. 
uh, Hunter, and I don't want to say this name wrong. Oh, okay. Angel. Hunter Angel, that's what he said. He said, hey guys, my passion for duck hunting started four years ago when I went on my first hunt and killed a woody. It was so much different than deer hunting, which is the only hunting I'd ever done to date. Ever since then, duck hunting has been one of my biggest passions. There's just something about hanging with your buddies in the blind, watching birds work, and eating junk food that makes me crazy about it. I trained my own hunting dog as well, and last year was our first season together. He's three years old. He's a three-year-old Boykin Spaniel, and watching him get his first bird literally brought tears to my eyes. We put so much time in together to get him to that point, and seeing all the hard work and frustration pay off was an incredible experience. There's nothing quite like duck hunting. Thanks, Hunter. Hey, man, I almost got teary-eyed. I remember the first time Rocky brought a bird back, and it is. You won't understand it until you until you do it and experience it. It's incredible. So thanks for turning that in. Hey, Todd Wichard, I hope I said that right. Uh, he said, hey, Titus, was listening to the MVM show today and thought I'd chime in on your request for what drives our desire to chase these ducks, even in the worst conditions Mother Nature can throw at us. I was really, by the way, guys, I was really impressed how you guys were writing a word worded things. I think you guys need to become scholars or something. To me, it's the anticipation of what the hunt could bring. You never know if it's going to be a stinker or a huge success, and that's that's what makes me wild with anticipation. You can't kill ducks in your living room. I've had some of my best hunts on days where it would, ha- would have stunk and some of my worst hunts when all the stars were aligned. Every hunt is a total new experience. We buy all kinds of gadgets and gizmos to try and fool them. We buy the latest and greatest gear so we can go further in and stay out longer than the next guy. Bottom line is that I never wake up the morning of a duck hunt thinking, boy, today is going to suck. It's today I have the chance to shoot a limit of greenheads by 8 a.m. It's truly like a drug or booze to an addict. Anyways, love the show. Keep up the great work. Thanks a lot. Um, Todd, let me read... One more. Uh, was this the one? There was one on here. I was like, wow. Oh. Okay, this is the last one I'll read. I know there was more than this. And some of you even put it in the reviews. And I'll try to get to those next time. I didn't want to be this too long, but I wanted to give a couple more um, things, updates for you guys. So don't hang up now. This is not the end of the podcast. Harold Lafine said... I'm not sure what it is you gents are looking for, but I will just express my love for the sport. To me, duck hunting is more than just a sport or a hobby. It's the spiritual feeling I have as I watch the sunrise of the mountains while I sit in a blind and observe God's hand. A painting come together from the darkness of the early morning to a canvas canvas full of the majestic, vibrant colors of nature's palette. Swearing that the beauty that is drawn before me was done so by him just for me it's the way you jump from a midday slumber on the dike and your heart races because the geese finally chose to make a pass over you it's the frustration and heartbreak you feel when you dump three shells at said geese and not a single one even stumbles in flight let alone falls it's the sweaty walk of a dike on the opener and the weekend of the flu because cause found the x for the last three days of season the tempered tantrum of a tired young kid at four in the morning and the excitement of the kid's first falling bird. The peace and tranquility of setting your spread and the pride of cupped, fooled ducks falling in or upside down geese landing in your field. It's the humble pride of your new pup's first retrieve 
and the tears down your face when you have to let him go, and tears again when he or she isn't there for the opener of the next season. It's being broke every payday and no more room in the garage for the wife's car. Mostly, it's being rich, rich with God's love, rich with the memories of time spent with yourself, with your dog, with loved one, friends and family, and rich with a passion that cannot be explained. And sadly, I feel that I have still not put to the appropriate words. Wow. Harold, that was money, dude. That gave me chills, actually. Hopefully, that gave you some of you chills. That was powerful. Um, that's why we do it, guys. This is a passion. This is a passion. This is not a game. This is not entertainment. Yes, we make videos. We get excited. We get pumped. It's fun to entertain. But when the rubber meets the road, guys, it's it is. he said it. I'm not going to try to reiterate it. It's Duck hunting is its own beast, and until you experience it, don't put it down. Don't throw it on the back burner. Don't throw it away. Because I'm telling you, it's something that lasts, and it's awesome. All right. Uh, just want to give you also a little update. I got off social media. I got off Instagram. got off Facebook. No, they did not turn me off, guys. They did not cancel it. They did not take me down. Did not block me. Nothing. I went on there and I hit the delete button. You say, Titus, you're nuts. No, I, I don't think I am, actually. I'll tell you this. I had 15.5 thousand followers on Instagram. Okay, I didn't have that many on Facebook. I had like 1,200. Okay, why did I do it? Why did I do it? I'll tell you why. Because it took a ton of of time and energy from my life. You say, well, what do you mean? Okay, let's just pretend, and no one's going to understand this unless you have something of around that size or bigger. Let's pretend that you were getting a text every five minutes all day long. Would that annoy you? Would that drive you nuts? Would that take energy because you keep looking over at your phone and you see it buzzing? You see it going off? Or someone calls you over and over and over again. That's exactly what my Instagram was like, guys. You say, man, you could have just blocked it. You could have, trust me, I've already heard a bunch of people saying different things about it, like, oh, ways to work around it. Trust me, I've been wanting to do this for six months, and I've thought of multiple ways I could keep it and still have one without me running it or dealing with it. Yes, I could have paid somebody to do it, but me, I'm just somewhat of a control freak, um... I need. I feel like I need to be doing stuff myself. I feel like I need to do it all myself sometimes. Like I just got to do it all myself, you know. And I talk to people about maybe running it, and it's just like, you know what? Why? It doesn't have any carryover. I know you guys like seeing the pictures probably, and some people liked it. Some people were just being nosy. Some people only wanted to see it because they want to know what was going on. I, I literally, every day before hunt day in California, I get five to 20 messages asking where I'm hunting. I, I've said it, I don't know how many times in my videos, I'm not saying where I'm hunting. I don't say in the videos, I don't say in the podcast, I don't tell anybody, I don't tell even somebody through Instagram, I don't. That's just how we roll. So, um, yes, they are public places, but you know what? Everybody else can find them too. And if you don't know about duck hunting, if you're trying to get into it, there's a point where, yes, I'll try to help you guys, but I, I'm not going to tell you Go to this refuge, 
hunted this blonde and blind. It's not about being secretive. Some guys are like that. Like, we're, they're not going to help you at all. I will absolutely help you in any way I can, whether it's with decoy spreads, knowledge about duck hunting, um, how to set the spread up, which way to face, you know, what kind of wind needs to blow, this and that, gear to use. I, I will do my dead level best, and I do. If you, if you ask anybody that I've helped and that's been more than you know, and I'm not patting myself on the back, I, I'm constantly on emails. And when I had Instagram, Facebook, I was constantly doing messages. And guys, it was it was taken away from my time. It was taking energy away from me. I want, I'm here to create content on YouTube. And believe it or not, I actually love podcasting. I love it. So doing podcasting, YouTube, two videos a week, sometimes three during duck season, um, and then trying to run an Instagram with 15, 000, over 15,000 followers and over 1,200 on Facebook, it was too much. I don't need that in my life. And the thing was, it wasn't carrying over. It, I want to grow on YouTube. I don't care about growing on Instagram. People say, well, how'd you get so many followers? And I know that probably bugs some people because some people are trying so hard to grow and stuff. And I get that. I'm not even being cocky about it. I'm just saying, like, if if you're trying to grow your YouTube, it don't work like that, in my opinion. That's just me. And I said, you know what? I'm pulling the trigger. And part of it was just what I felt conviction in my life from God, too. Like, you're you're spending all this time. You don't want your kids to get on it. I'm not, I, You can disagree with me. You can think I'm crazy. I don't want my kids on that social media junk. You do enough studies, you listen to enough people, and all this, I'm telling you, social media is horrible for our young people. I think there's a point to where they're old enough they can handle it, but the, get letting kids get on this stuff is ridiculous. So if I'm not going to let my kids get on it, why in the world should I be on it? Right? It's hypocritical, isn't it? So... Anyways, and I'm talking even when they get older, even when they're 18, 19, I don't, I don't want them to be on that. They can make their own choices and decisions when they're out of my home, but when they're in their, my home, they, there's no point of it. There's no need for it. And so I thought, well, why in the world do I need to be on it? If it was growing um, the YouTube and it was really good for business, I'd keep it. But since it's not, I'm letting something rob time for me that's not doing me any good, Right. Most people are for selfish purpose, selfish reasons that they even have an Instagram, you know, or people go only like or follow people because they're nosy. So I'm not down in social media, guys. It's been a powerful tool. I have met some people. I'm probably going to lose those opportunities. But look at there's still email. You can email us at midvalleymercenaries at gmail.com if you want to have questions. In fact, there's a bunch I've got it replied to. I just haven't had a chance to. Some guys asking about their new hunting, new to hunting, and they need some help, and I want to help them. I just haven't got a chance to re-reply. But uh, yeah, that's my stand on the social media deal. So I apologize for some of you that were really good followers and sincere and liked following that. But guys, if you want, if you follow us on YouTube, you're gonna see all of this, and I'm gonna be doing a ton of stories on YouTube. Yes, that's right. Sto- YouTube does stories. So I can I can update on there all through one app instead of bouncing around between all these platforms. I can do it right there. I'll post pictures on there. I'll uh, do stories, which is live basically almost, you know. So I'll keep you guys informed. All right, we're almost done. Midvalleymercenaries at gmail.com. Write us. Tell us what your thoughts are. 
Um, that's about wrapping this up. Like I said, we got a big trip coming up, and we got we're back on the train for getting the podcast rolling and keeping them out. We're gonna do some probably some more tonight, and those will uh, come live next week. And uh, looking forward to it. You guys are gonna love it. Can't wait. If you want to keep up to date with our our hunting exploits and duck hunting and waterfowl. Go check us out on YouTube, Mid Valley Mercenaries, and the rest of the Flywheels Collective. If you like content for duck hunting, go on there, check it out. Guys, thanks for joining us today. We will see you on the next one.